0: Question 26 of Summa Theologica Tertia Pars, Treatise on the Saviour. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Tertia Pars, Treatise on the Saviour by St. Thomas Aquinas Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province Question 26. Of Christ as called the Mediator of God and Man, in two articles. We have now to consider how Christ is called the Mediator of God and Man, and under this head there are two points of inquiry. First, whether it is proper to Christ to be the Mediator of God and Man, second whether this belongs to him by reason of his human nature first article whether it is proper to christ to be the mediator of god and man objection one it would seem that it is not proper to christ to be the mediator of god and man for a priest and a prophet seem to be mediators between god and man according to deuteronomy 5 5 I was the mediator and stood between God and you at that time. But it is not proper to Christ to be a priest and a prophet. Neither, therefore, is it proper to him to be mediator. Objection to further. That which is fitting to angels, both good and bad, cannot be said to be proper to Christ. But to be between God and man is fitting to the good angels, as Dionysius says, in On the Divine Names 4. It is also fitting to the bad angels, that is, the demons, for they have something in common with God, namely, immortality, and something they have in common with men, namely, passibility of soul, and consequently, unhappiness, as appears from what Augustine says in On the City of God 9, 13 and 15 therefore it is not proper to christ to be a mediator of god and man objection three further it belongs to the office of mediator to beseech one of those between whom he mediates for the other but the holy ghost as it is written in romans eight twenty six asketh god for us with unspeakable groanings therefore The Holy Ghost is a mediator between God and man. Therefore, this is not proper to Christ. On the contrary, it is written in 1 Timothy 2.5, There is one mediator of God and man, the man Christ Jesus. I answer that, properly speaking, the office of a mediator is to join together and unite those between whom he mediates for extremes are united in the mean, medio. Now to unite men to God perfectively belongs to Christ, through whom men are reconciled to God, according to Second Corinthians 5.19. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And consequently, Christ alone is the perfect mediator of God and men, inasmuch as, by his death, he reconciled the human race to God. Hence the apostle, after saying, Mediator of God and man, the man Christ Jesus, added, Who gave himself a redemption for all. However, nothing hinders certain others from being called mediators, in some respect, between God and man, forasmuch as they cooperate in uniting men to God, dispositively or ministerially. Reply to objection one The prophets and priests of the old law were called mediators between God and man dispositively and ministerially, inasmuch as they foretold and foreshadowed the true and perfect mediator of God and men. As to the priests of the new law, they may be called mediators of God and men, inasmuch as they are the ministers of the true mediator by administering, in his stead, THE SAVING SACRAMENTS TO MEN REPLY TO OBJECTION 2 THE GOOD ANGELS, AS AUGUSTINE SAYS, IN ON THE CITY OF GOD 9.13 CANNOT RIGHTLY BE CALLED MEDIATORS BETWEEN GOD AND MEN FOR SINCE, IN COMMON WITH GOD, THEY HAVE BOTH BEATITUDE AND IMMORTALITY, AND NONE OF THESE THINGS IN COMMON WITH UNHAPPY AND MORTAL MAN how much rather are they not aloof from men and akin to God than established between them? Dionysius, however, says that they do occupy a middle place, because in the order of nature they are established below God and above man. Moreover, they fulfill the office of mediator not indeed principally and perfectively, but ministerially and dispositively, Whence in Matthew 4.11 it is said that angels came and ministered unto him, namely Christ. As to the demons, it is true that they have immortality in common with God and unhappiness in common with men. Hence for this purpose does the immortal and unhappy demon intervene in order that he may hinder men from passing to a happy immortality and may allure them to an unhappy immortality whence he is like an evil mediator who separates friends as augustine comments in on the city of god 15. but christ had beatitude in common with god mortality in common with men hence for this purpose did he intervene that having fulfilled the span of his mortality He might from dead men make immortal, which he showed in himself by rising again, and that he might confer beatitude on those who were deprived of it, for which reason he never forsook us. Wherefore, he is the good mediator who reconciles enemies. Again, according to Augustine, on the City of God, 15. Reply to Objection 3. Since the Holy Ghost is in everything equal to God, he cannot be said to be between or a mediator of God and men, but Christ alone, who, though equal to the Father in his Godhead, yet is less than the Father in his human nature, as stated above in question 20, article 1. Hence, on Galatians 3.20, Christ is a mediator. The gloss says, not the Father nor the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, however, is said to ask for us, because he makes us ask. Second Article Whether Christ as man is the mediator of God and men Objection 1 It would seem that Christ is not, as man, the mediator of God and men. For Augustine says, against Felician 10, One is the person of Christ, lest there be not one Christ, not one substance. Lest, the office of mediator being denied, he be called the son either of God alone or merely the son of a man. But he is the son of God and man, not as man, but at the same time God and man. Therefore, neither should we say that, as man alone, he is mediator of God and man objection to further just as christ as god has a common nature with the father and the holy ghost so as man he has a common nature with men but for the reason that as god he has the same nature as the father and the holy ghost he cannot be called mediator as god for on first timothy 2 5 mediator of god and man a gloss says as the word, he is not a mediator, because he is equal to God, and God with God, and at the same time one God. Therefore, neither as man can he be called mediator, on account of his having the same nature as men. Objection 3 further. Christ is called mediator, inasmuch as he reconciled us to God and this he did by taking away sin, which separated us from God. But to take away sin belongs to Christ, not as man, but as God. Therefore, Christ is our mediator, not as man, but as God. On the contrary, Augustine says, in On the City of God, 9.15, Not because he is the Word is Christ mediator, since he who is supremely immortal and supremely happy is far from us unhappy mortals. But he is mediator as man. I answer that. We may consider two things in a mediator. First, that he is a mean. Secondly, that he unites others. Now it is of the nature of a mean to be distant from each extreme while it unites us by communicating to one that which belongs to the other now neither of these can be applied to christ as god but only as man for as god he does not differ from the father and the holy ghost in nature and power of dominion nor have the father and the holy ghost anything that the son has not so that he be able to communicate to others something belonging to the father or the holy ghost as though it were belonging to others than himself. But both can be applied to him as man, because, as man, he is distant both from God, by nature, and from man, by dignity of both grace and glory. Again, it belongs to him, as man, to unite men to God by communicating to men both precepts and gifts, and by offering satisfaction and prayers to God for men. And therefore, he is most truly called mediator, as man. Reply to Objection 1. If we take the divine nature from Christ, we consequently take from him the singular fullness of grace, which belongs to him as the only begotten of the Father, as it is written in John 1.14 from which fullness it resulted that he was established over all men and approached nearer to God. Reply to Objection 2 Christ, as God, is in all things equal to the Father. But even in the human nature he is above all men. Therefore, as man, he can be mediator, but not as God. Reply to Objection 3 although it belongs to Christ as God to take away sin authoritatively, yet it belongs to him as man to satisfy for the sin of the human race. And in this sense he is called the mediator of God and men. End of question 26. Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.